Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thank you for watching and listening. If you're listening you're, uh, on one of America's podcast platforms, we are on all of them, and we appreciate you listening, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, whatever. We are on all of them. And if you want to see the glory, the splendor, the charisma, the charm, and the intellectual maturity in full display, head over to YouTube and check us out over there. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and so forth, at Doug Billings, and on Facebook, at The Right Side with Doug Billings. So today, big day. It's going to be sweet, ladies and gentlemen. This is one hell of an October surprise we've just uh, received from and compliments of the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, a fellow Kansan and a really great guy. He has given us what is probably going to be one of the most anticipated pre-election surprises ever in the history of our republic. I think that you've probably heard he has every one of Hillary Clinton's deleted emails, every one of them, and he's going to release them, or at least some of them, before the election. That's great news. The American people have deserved to see these since the day she deleted them, if not before. And finally, uh, we are going to be able to see them. It's just huge news. It can't be ignored. Uh, we, we, we can't comment specifically on the content of those emails, obviously, because we don't know what they, what they contain yet, but, uh, we can assume that it's going to be juicy, very sweet and juicy to be able to read those things to see how much Clinton and uh, the former vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, knew about the cabal and about the coup that was thrown at against President Trump even before his campaign began. So huge news coming from the Secretary of State. Thank you and cheers, Mike Pompeo. We appreciate that. It's phenomenal. And we look forward to reading those emails. Incredible news right here just 23 days before the election. Then there is the vice presidential debate. It's still on my mind. And typically what I do in a show like this is to comment on on one or two or three topics, but I'm going to bounce around a little bit on this debate because what we saw there, I think, um, after the debate especially, there was a huge ruckus uh, that the you know the liberal media and members of the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party put forth when you know Karen Pence had the gall, had the audacity to come on stage to greet her husband after the debate, but she wasn't wearing a mask, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Another video where we've got to warn the viewers before they see it. Uh, You may want to warn your children or perhaps have them leave the room. The video that you're about to see contains graphic footage of a woman and a wife of a political candidate not wearing a mask on stage after the debate in a room with hardly anyone in it. Anyway, so... We, we, we're gonna. I'll go with it for a few minutes because it. I've got some questions about the mask and the and the uproar that the mask causes among members of, of the left. If if we were to just ask ourselves and realize that there are vast amounts of numbers of people throughout the United States, um, throughout the world for that matter, who live together, they live daily life together. And their populations are not decimated by COVID-19. They don't hardly, they hardly ever, if at all, wear a mask. They live in communities together. Um, and yet their, their communities remain intact and hardly decimated at all. Now, the, the context of which this group lives is not pleasant and we wish them well. We want to take care of this group of people. 
but I'm talking about the homeless population in America, a plight uh, that we certainly need to pay attention to. But the homeless population, I, you know, if the masks are so crucial and so vital and so important and all about our health, why haven't the homeless populations been decimated, wiped out? eradicated by this deadly virus, you know, the zombie apocalypse virus, that the only way that we know we have it is to be tested for it. The answer is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that the masks have never been about your health. They've never been about your health. And we we need to begin to say it out loud and often. COVID-19 is not the deadly automatic death sentence, nor it's it's not the, the, the zombie apocalypse that the media and the left wing New Democratic Socialist Communist Party would have you believe. It is not at all. The masks are simply this. And let me let me be clear on this. The masks are are not a sign of health. They are a capitulation to the mob. They're political signaling, and they're a sign of animus towards President Trump. Now, animus animus means hate or disregard if you're from Raytown, Missouri. The masks are not about your health. They've never been. The vice presidential debates, um, you know, let me tell you something about that. There was only one candidate on that stage who is running for vice president of the United States, and his name is Mike Pence. Kamala super spreader Harris is uh, running for president of the United States. Then, you know, I she's the golden calf of, of the new Democratic Socialist Party. And, and it just blows my mind that, that a Democratic Socialist communist candidate who couldn't even garner one percent of the vote during the Democratic primary debates is, is is their nominee for the VP. But here's here's why. Because she is the most liberal of all of the senators, and this includes Crazy Bernie. She's the most liberal of them all. And of course, AOC and the squad and all of the rest who really are the puppet masters for the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party, they want Kamala in there because she's the most radical of them all. And she's running for president, not for vice president. I, I, I've, I've got to tell you, Watching those debates, I didn't think I would ever live long enough to see a female political candidate become more despised than Hillary Clinton. But Kamala became just that political candidate, more despised in America than Hillary Clinton at this very moment. Her condensation, 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 <laughs> her, her, her tone, her laugh, her snarkiness. I mean, the condensation was one thing. I think that we, we get it. She's, she's snarky. Um, but, but those things were off the charts with her, just off the charts, her cackle, her smugness. She was not polite. Uh, Mike Pence was the absolute image of decorum, good manners and goodwill. Um, but she was rated off the charts with regards to her, um, despicableness, if you will. And the reasons I think are clear because of that, why she didn't, didn't come anywhere close to 1% of the vote during the Democratic primary. So she has zero likability qualities about her. And again, Pence ran away with the debate. And I, I, I there's just no comparison. It's especially interesting in all of this, her, her unlikability and so forth, 
and and the reason why she's the presidential nominee really it's it's more interesting now because of what Nancy Pelosi did today with regards to invoking uh, the 25th amendment in some legislation that she's going to put forth in some form or fashion on the house floor now never mind that that legislation is not going to go anywhere it simply will die but she's putting it forth she's making news she's trying to control the news cycle to a degree but she she says that President Trump's nearly miraculous recovery from COVID, which it was, is because of medications that he took. And these certain medications affect his ability to be president, his 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 thinking ability and so forth. So I think Newt Gingrich said it correctly and most aptly when he said that, and I'm quoting here, Pelosi's invocation of the 25th Amendment is not to oust President Trump. It's a trial balloon to set the stage to replace Biden with Kamala. So we'll see. But it's only only one thing is certain that legislation that she's putting forth is going to die and it's laughable. And everything every time Pelosi or any of those members of the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party put forth some kook measure like this, they what they don't realize, okay, it, it fires up their base, their base, you know, their electoral base, the people that were burning, rioting, looting, committing arson and and anarchy in the streets this past summer. That's their electoral base. So those people get fired up when they hear we're going to invoke the 25th Amendment against President Trump. But what they fail to realize, their critical error, is that that also motivates the average American able to think critically about issues who is an independent voter or an undecided voter, um, a libertarian and so forth. And although those people may not like President Trump's personality, they clearly see the burning of America as supported by and encouraged by the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party juxtaposed against what President Trump stands for, law and order. And they go, you know, I can put up with the orange man's tweets and I can put up with his personality, but I can't put up with this burning of America and the radicalism that they stand for. So they, they, Nancy Pelosi, when she does things like this, all she does is move the majority of Americans towards Donald Trump. So I encourage her, be as kooky as you want, Nancy. Speak loud and often. And same with you, Chucky Schumer. Speak loud and often. AOC, keep it up, baby. Hey, Sugar Bridges, every time you say, let this radicalize you, you move everybody who's common, sensical, and able to think critically about what you really stand for towards President Trump. And there just aren't enough radicals in the United States to carry you to victory. The people that you saw on the streets, the radicals, less than one half of 1% of American population, that they will never be the mainstream. So it's, it's clear that um, they want to overturn Donald Trump's presidency. This invocation of the 25th Amendment is just their latest, you know, their latest attempt to throw the spaghetti on the wall to see if it sticks. They've wanted to overthrow him since before he was inaugurated. So we we understand the it the just the craziness that surrounds Nancy and people like her. Um, but Kamala would also not answer the whole packing of the Supreme Court question. This is a critical issue. And it's the you know, can you imagine it is so frightening that Joe Biden would say that, look, I'm not going to answer this question until after the election because I don't want the answer of, of this question to become the issue of the election. And I'm just left there with my jaw hanging open, just astounded by the intellectual immaturity of that answer. Of course, your answer is going to become an issue. Your answer to any 
question is going to become an issue with regards to the election and the question posed to you, Mr. Vice President. It's, it's, it's abhorrent, it's dangerous, it's sneaky, it's treacherous that he doesn't answer that question. Now, he's not fooling anybody. His non-answer, and the same with Kamala during the debate, their non-answer to that question is, in fact, the answer to the question. Of course, they're going to pack the courts. They've both said it repeatedly, and there's many, many video clips we could show you of them saying it. The same with fracking. Oh, we're never going to end fracking. BS! They're going to end it. Do you think that AOC and the radical left puppet masters within that party are not going to let force them to end fracking and, and, and are going to not demand that they stack the Supreme Court. It's crazy. They've been advocating those things for several uh, years and months, especially during this election cycle. They want to stack the Supreme Court. They want to put term limits on the Supreme Court justices. And they will attack any conservative justice put forth as a nominee, going so far beyond measurable and and accepted manners and goodwill to actually try to destroy their judicial careers and their personal life. They are evil. These new democratic socialist communist members of that, of that party. I don't want my answer to become the issue of the election. Ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you. That is the most intellectually immature answer to any question ever given by a political candidate of any party in the history of the United States. The, the kicker is that the campaign actually thinks Biden is being smart by taking this path. They actually think that's the right thing. Here's the truth. The American people see right through it. We already know the answer, as I said. Of course they're going to stack it. He's going to pack the Supreme Court. He's going to place liberal judges on it that will legislate from the bench, create laws from the bench, instead of interpreting the Constitution as it's written. It's a given. The radical left of the New Democratic Socialist Party won't permit him to not stack the court. But again, I tell you that when his campaign, when they aren't, when, when they aren't taking into full account, what they're not taking into full account is that his refusal to answer the question is just slimy and it's insulting to the American people. And again, independent voters, undecided voters, libertarians, and clearly Republicans are so turned off by that that it solidifies the Republican red wave and landslide that's coming in November. And some final thoughts about all of that with regards to the New Democratic Socialist Communist Party and their their virtues. Their, their, their most important virtues are chaos and radicalism. Chaos and radicalism are the virtues that the New Democratic Socialist Party worship. In their view, I really believe that chaos, they think that chaos causes people to blame or doubt the current leadership structure in America. Not just the presidency, but the entire structure of our republic. And they want American cities to burn, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen it for the past six months. The radical new Democratic Socialist Communist Party's electoral base burns the cities that are run by and managed by that very party. Republican cities are not on fire. They want the chaos to continue because they think that it hurts Trump. Again, a miscalculation. Because what they will realize is that we realize it's the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party's fault 
They're the ones encouraging the mob, chaos, rioting, looting, anarchy, and arson. They are the ones that aren't in favor of law enforcement officers who want to defund the police. It's not the Republicans. We're the only things that stand in the way of chaos. They are a real danger to our republic, and they want to do away with it. They want to rebuild it in their own image of radicalism, socialism, Marxism, and communism. You simply can't deny that. And that's why I think that the average American, although they might dislike President Trump's personality to some degree, the majority of Americans are are going to reject the philosophies and these virtues of chaos and radicalism set forth by the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party in huge numbers. They are undermining our republic. They want to gut it, disembowel it, and turn it into something completely against and um against what the founding fathers put in place. The radical left's embrace of the mob should be enough for you, ladies and gentlemen. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient. They support the mob, they support anarchy, and they want to tear down our republic. And their hate is based in this false narrative, that this lie that there is systemic racism in America and in law enforcement. That's a fundamental lie, ladies and gentlemen. There is no systematic racism in America nor in our law enforcement communities. The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party simply hates America, and they display it daily with the burning of America and rioting, looting, and the refusal to stand with law enforcement officers. What we saw during the vice presidential debate was a coming-out party for the radical left's divorce from America. The New Democratic Socialist Party is no longer an American political party. Let me say it again, loud and clear. The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party is no longer an American political party. They are anti-American. They hate America. They hate what we stand for. And if you can't see that, if to you the evidence of the obvious isn't sufficient enough, I don't know what to do for you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a pack of blessings on our back in this country. And each of you as individuals, I promise you, you have a pack of blessings on your back. We remind each other of this almost on every show. We need to take inventory of those blessings. We need to look at this evidence of the obvious and make decisions. We only have 23 days or so before this election. Radicalism, arson, treachery, treason, and coups are the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party's mantras. Law and order, patriotism, love of American exceptionalism, and identity and belief in the fundamental principles of the Founding Fathers and the divine providence of God himself that gave us this great country. The New Democratic Socialist Communist Party don't believe in God. They invoke God when it's convenient, like when they said it was God's will that Trump got COVID, or that COVID-19 is God's gift to us because it can help us defeat Trump. That's sickness. That's not belief in God. That's using God as a prop. But you do have a pack of blessings on your back, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you. Let's all look into that pack of blessings on our backs, and take inventory of it every day. And when we pray, 
in the privacy of our homes and our offices and our cars, wherever it may be, on the mountaintop, the hillside, or the beach. Let's remember to pray for Donald Trump and his safety, for him and his family, that God continues to guide and protect him, and that God continues to bless the United States of America. Thanks again for watching The Right Side with Doug Billings. Please subscribe to us on all of the major podcast platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page at The Right Side with Doug Billings. Look us up on Twitter and say hello. Cheers. (music) 